Gonna have a real good time together We're gonna have a real good time together We're gonna laugh each child together Have a real good time together Welcome back to Jokerman Podcast. I'm Evan. I'm Ian. And to determine what we're going to be covering today, uh, I'm going to flip a coin. It's either going to be the album cover rankings uh, palooza for John Cale or the same for Lou Reed. Everyone, what's funny about this is everyone who's listening already knows which one it is because it's in the title of the episode. But we don't. But we, but we don't. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? There's so my how the tables have turned. We can still do so much with this medium, the which is in its infancy. That's right. Uh, well, what are we gonna do? Which one? Who, who's who gets heads? Who gets tails? I mean, I guess John, what John's tails? Sure. All right. Flip it up. What do you got? It's it's heads. It's heads. All right, Lou Reed, come on down. Come on down and claim your prize of the the most frivolous podcast episode we can muster about That's right. you. Uh, we we were uh, going to be doing this with a guest, uh, returning champion um, Peter Shear, but uh, because of scheduling conflicts of uh in circumstance not this time but uh, hopefully we can have peter back again in the future everyone i'm sure remembers his sage wisdom and uh insightful discussion of the bob dylan album art rankings with us low those many months ago uh so it's just gonna be just gonna be the two of us shooting from the hip on the the lou reed rankings here which have been very scientifically determined as always i just want to stress that these are very precise rankings objectively eternally correct put a lot of thought a lot of time a lot of effort a lot of energy into this so you just you can take take our word right this is this is ironclad bulletproof top to bottom well first of all it was the unique and impervious special insights that ian and i bring to the table but then that information was run through the the IBM supercomputer, which right. is the size of a building, and it's in um, in Texas, and that's where we have the the list from which we're going to be. It's the perfect reading. perfect fusion of man and machine. All of the <laughs> the, the the thought power that can be mustered by yeah. the two eternal enemies. And it, uh, it it. It's really bad for the environment. Uh, yes. It causes the, the amount of heat and energy uh, generated by this process. The Texas is, power grid shut down momentarily and a few people froze to death outside of Dallas. But, you know, you got to break a few eggs to make an omelet. There's a hole in the ozone layer directly above the place where we determined the best Lou Reed album covers. Um, <laughs> and uh, where do we start? 
Uh, How do well, we start? Well, we start. We'll start at the bottom. Work our way to the top. We don't want to. We don't want to. You know, give away all the good shit and then make people continue to listen on into the the deep dark dregs. Do you, before we start counting down, though, do you have any just general thoughts, feelings, ideas about Lou Reed album art in general? The 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 field, the study of Lou Reed album art. I guess uh, I think of it as a series of. Uh, of attempts at consistency and um well maybe a a a few sta- a few moments of attempts at consistency in a sea of inconsistency uh there are like a few times where the same tropes visually motifs reappear uh whether it's like a kind of a logo that hangs around for a minute or a layout then there's just everything else yeah i think consistency is the word to be honest uh, you know uh, contra bob or john who we'll get to next the lou album cover is kind of a very established formulaic thing it's a picture of lou reed somehow with with just a very few minor exceptions it's a picture of lou reed either big or small visible not visible whatever and then a stylized interpretation of the title of the album and that's that's what you got uh and you get that obviously on some bob albums you get that on some john albums but it's not every single one the way that it almost is with lou um and i think we've talked about that before but it made for a, an interesting exercise in in ranking in ranking these because uh, you're kind of just ranking different pictures of Lou Reed. Well, yes, yes and no, but mostly yes. Mostly yes. Um, you know, but, you know, there have been many Lou Reeds throughout the year. And like I said, there are a couple instances uh, of Lou Reed album art that actually lack Lou Reed on the cover. That's uh, right. We'll see what we think about those. I guess we can get started. With, well, before uh, we do, I just want to oh, clarify that, like, the way commentary. the way that we've done this is that Ian and I both made our personal ranked list, and then we combined those together. Uh, That's right. So we did each like there was some difference. We don't we didn't necessarily agree on everything, but I think what we ended up with is like yeah, it's a pretty balanced representation of the Jokerman standard. Opinion. That's right. Absolutely. And honestly, the loot lists that we came up with, there was quite a bit of overlap. I think our, our bottom five or six were almost identical. Our top five were almost identical. There's less overlap on John, so that'll be that'll be an interesting one to talk about when we get there. But this is a pretty, you know, we're, we're pretty seeing eye to eye here on uh, the Lewis Allen Reed imagery, uh, beginning with the la- the last place one that I think we both had ranked. No, I did, you had this ranked last. I had this ranked second to last. And then the next one uh, is my last place choice. But the last one, collectively, that we have here is 1986, Mistrial. Mistrial. Yeah. (laughs) Well, what's your reason for giving it last place? I mean, it's just, you know, it's a picture of Lou Reed. I don't... Uh, I, I, the color scheme is pretty bad. I gotta say, it's ugly. I, yeah, I'm trying. I, you know, I, I, whenever possible, I want to try to find the beauty even in the ugliness. But mistrial, man, between the red and the yellow, and then that fluorescent slime green, slime that you green, get yeah, on the mistrial text itself, it's just a, it's a tough, it's a tough hang. Uh, I gotta say, and uh, you know, then you just got a kind of a 
replacement level picture of Lou holding the guitar with the sunglasses and the leather jacket, which, you know, it's always great to see Lou Reed in sunglasses and a leather jacket and a guitar, but like, you know, this, this is, there are one million pictures of Lou Reed in sunglasses and a leather jacket holding the guitar, and this one just doesn't, doesn't really measure up to many of the others, I think. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, there's things that we can talk about in terms of does the record reflect uh, the cover or vice versa? Does the, does the cover uh, suggest the Is it the appropriate contents? for the music contained therein? And I think that the answer here is yes. Yes, absolutely. But uh, I also think that, that the, the issue I have with this cover, which makes it the last place cover, is that it looks generic and that yeah. it feels like you could put any fledgling artist, like when you're just digging through the crates and you just see record upon record of people who made a record and fell back into the, the dust from whence they came, uh, just names that have no weight and maybe they're good records, but they're probably not. It looks like that. It looks like somebody's record. And it could be it, any other person. Yeah. Which when you say replacement level, it's like, yeah, with a Lou Reed album, with with Lou or John or any record, that's what you want to avoid. Is like you don't want to look like just someone who tried to make a record. Uh you want it you want it to look like its own thing. It should have its whole little kind of universe, its whole little world contained right there in the image, you know, the album art there on the sleeve. And the best, the best Lou albums absolutely do Dude, have that, yes. I think. It's not a uh, memorable image, just period. So. Yeah, it's just, uh, you know, could be any other fella. Um, but, you know, Mistrial. We love Mistrial here. Two stars. Good record. Sure. Uh, 21. Uh, this was my last place one, like I said. Um, just absolutely terrible. I, I think this is not only one of the worst Lou Reed album covers, but one of the worst album covers of anyone in general, that is, of course, Lou, Lou Reed, Reed, 1972, self-titled. I still, you know, we've been at this for a year and a half, going on two years at this point. I still don't know what the hell they were up to with this fucking yeah, this is illustration. A, a very, I think, an equally common problem with records, maybe slightly less common, but it's it's the other side of the coin, which is that it's a record that doesn't feature just somebody's face and name. But instead, it it features an image that's indecipherable or uh, confused, just not graphically arresting enough to make it an album cover. It's not really the right kind of image for the medium. It's the illustration, the painting of the city street with the strange psychedelic Fabergé egg with the birds and a wave is cresting down the shore down the street towards the bird and the Fabergé egg maybe that's a nod to ocean on this record maybe but also probably not because you're still like you said you're within the city Lou Reed is stylized there up top with like some pointy looking flowers and you've got these hummingbirds like 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 supping at the nectar of the like, yeah it's, just it's like, too much on, man what's going there's on just here? too much going on I think that if there was one element here that like if you just had a plain background with the Lou Reed 
in flowers or even the the city with the sort of sunset colors and and Lou Reed in flowers that would be cool but there's about three or four elements at war with each other visually on this cover and paired with a record that does nothing to sell a cohesive vision it really just feels like one more uh, part of a mess. Another another brick in the wall of uh, bad shit on this first record. I just like <laughs> no one knew what was going on on this record. Lou yeah. didn't know what was going on. The label didn't know what was going on. It doesn't sound like a Lou Reed record, really. It doesn't look like a Lou Reed record. It doesn't feel like a Lou Reed record. It, so it makes sense in that way. Um, you know, it was the first Lou Reed solo record, and they they figured their shit out very quickly with uh, you know the next 1972 release, which we'll get to somewhat later on this list, but. Uh, yeah, this, this first go was just, uh, no bueno. What's the next one? <sighs> Number 20, Rock and Roll Art, 1976. I felt a little bit bad about putting this one so low, but at, you know, at the same time, it... Uh, something's gotta be here. Yeah, and, and it, it has the same issue, I think, in, in some respect as the first one we talked about here, where it's, it feels like a generic record. And in this case that's okay because i think it does suit the album which itself is kind of intentionally kitschy and generic in generic. a way yeah yeah but um you know uh yeah i i don't know if it's like it, it also fails to be a memorable image on its own i remember when i was thinking about this and going through the list on on just making my shit without looking at the album covers necessarily i you know i was thinking about this image and i could conjure a general layout of what it looked like in my mind i knew you know it had the stylized rock and roll heart logo up top which i i, I actually really like that well the, yeah the text um, is kind of cool yeah and then it says lou reed down below and then obviously it's on this kind of like like television monitor lo-fi image of lou but I could not, for the life of me, just remember what his face actually looked like on this on this album cover. Uh, you know, Contra, Transformer, or The Bells, or Ecstasy, or Drella, or whatever. Like these other these other images, where it's such a you know defined, laser sharp. Like, of course, that is exactly what this man looks like on this cover. And this, like, it, he could have looked like fucking anything. And what yeah. he looks like is like himself, vaguely, but it's vaguely just like, moody. Like, he's yeah, just a little coquettish. But not like it's mostly his Jufro, like his yeah. voluminous hair, and also his face. But it's I think Lou Reed. It's, it should be his. It, his face should be taking up more than. I mean, the hair is like one third of this image. Yeah, it's even more. It's like four, like forty yeah. percent or something. There's, a, there's an awful lot of hair. Um, it. I think it suits the record, though. You know, uh, in that it's not very good. Um, as you know, as far as Lou Reed productions go, still pretty good in the grand scheme of things. But rock and roll heart, you know, it's rock and roll heart. Number nineteen. I I was conflicted about this one. I didn't mm. know whether to rank this really highly, really lowly. I think I ended up having it in the middle, and then you had it pretty down low on yours. It's gonna be Berlin, nineteen seventy-three. Yeah. Yeah. Which is uh, a weird album cover. <laughs> yeah, it, again, it's like... A lot of these, I have to say, they suffer because of the way that albums are consumed today even more than they maybe did when... you know, at for, like, there, there's Seeing records, it small, you mean? Yeah, seeing it small is sure. like... 
makes it way worse yeah uh, not which is not really the fault of anybody at the time it was not who could have foreseen that but uh it even even just at the time i think it's it's a little bit muddled like you have just the really ugly colors too of like this orange this sort of uh burnt orange and Gr- this green vomit green and blood red it's not vomit gr- it's like pea green no, or i think it depends on which one you look ke- at is kelly green yeah it seems to vary but uh yeah and then this joker kind of green crimson uh, uh and you've got all these people who i guess the question is just who are they um it's a little early in his career uh to be making a statement like this where it it puts him kind of in mixed in with all these other faces and i get that that's part of what's intended uh you know I, that they were trying to display the the character driven nature of the piece but uh it it's done in what maybe it should have just been that picture of him and then the two people I don't know. It's yeah, just I think a that, bit muddled. That could have been stronger. Although at the same time, like the picture of Lou and, you know, the two people next to him who are ostensibly Caroline and Jim, like you can tell that's like a composite picture. It kind of looks like all of those pictures were taken at different times and they like don't really fit together in a way. I, I don't know. It's just, it's muddled. And yeah, it feels unfocused. I don't get the feeling looking at it that uh, Lou Reed was directly responsible and and it's not like that's the what that's not a prerequisite for a record cover being good or not but it it doesn't in Lou Reed's case make me feel um that confident to see an album cover that looks very art directed out of his hands yeah it just uh, this one i think is one that definitely does not to me reflect what you get on this record very much uh and and maybe it was an attempt at that but i just i don't think it comes off and you know i I can't help but think of you know obviously lou reed berlin Uh, think of like the bowie berlin records right like low or heroes or lodger just like how the best album covers of incredible exactly just like so so clearly, cleanly, evocative, definitive, uh, uh, you know, and, and it, it tells you everything you need to know about what's going to be happening on those records, which is not to say that, you know, Lou was trying to do the same thing here. He didn't even fucking record this record in Berlin the way that Bowie did. But uh, I just, it's it's messy and it should be clean and tight and, and powerful and strong. And it's just kind of, it's kind of doughy. It's a little, it's a little round, round in the yeah. belly. Eighteen well, match gun loss. I don't know if this one is fairly placed because, on the other hand, this is a totally different issue though. Where I guess I had to put it kind of low because it's very specific. And in fact, I think this is a really uh, hyper specific art direction uh, feat, which does I think very thoughtfully present itself. Uh, but it's a, it's also just a, maybe a little too thought through, like a little bit too specific and cryptic and um, dense. I kind of just don't level. like I the just symbols. Don't like looking at it. It's too the, too much. It's a lot. Too much. Yeah, there's all these symbols. Uh, there's 
a lot going on texturally. Uh, I like the font for Lou Reed and Magic and Loss, the red, right? And those kind of like glyphs in the corners. I think that's all very cool. But when you get to the center, and I do like what Lou's doing. I like what it looks like there in this in, in the middle of this picture. But like all the splotches and like the like the fucked up uh, um, distressed look I can't tell if they played with the negative or if this was added on after the fact or some kind what. of photo processing uh, yeah it, it's definitely um, some kind of photography trick I I guess my issue with it, it and I, I mean I, I'm hesitant to even make this like part of our criticisms but does it fit the record does kind of factor in Mm. like musically and i feel like this is a record that it would have been nice to see something a bit more naked and vulnerable on the cover whereas here he's full it's a full body shot he is so his face is really small and he's wearing sunglasses and there's all this distortion. I see. So and it looks too cool, and this is a record. A little too cool, yeah. I think sure. that th- I see it's that. a it's a record that would have been nice to see uh, something a bit more um, vulnerable or heartfelt, int- just intimate, even. Yeah. yeah. Period. Uh, yeah, I see that. You know, uh, and that isn't what we get. So, Magic Loss. I do. Really dig the font, though. I think that's cool ass font. Yeah, everything else about it. I I really think this one could have been a great one if the if the image had been maybe a close up, close miss. Magic yeah. Loss, but that's what you get. Number seventeen. Seventeen. Growing up. In <laughs> growing public. up in public. Nineteen eighty. I was we conflicted just, about this one. I don't know about yeah, you. Yeah, because. I, I was this, too because it's so it's so perfectly matches it. the music exactly. If we're going by the does this does this cover like give you a taste for what you're about to listen to on this record? The answer is a resounding yes. But <laughs> yes. yeah, this this shows how uh, airtight our reasoning is and consistent our thought process is. Where the the thing I just criticized about Magic and Loss, like now I'm saying uh, the problem with this one, it does match the music. Um, it just looks like shit. It just- <laughs> But that maybe that's the difference between growing up in public and magic and loss is the music on magic and loss is music that we would want to listen to versus the music on growing up in public in general, with a few exceptions, uh, not something that we want to listen to. Yeah. I mean, what can you say about growing up in public? I don't know that it's possible to look worse he just is going through it here man and like that makes sense because he was literally going through it at this moment in time he had, he had kicked the hard shit but he was still you know just like an ap- absolute alcoholic demon uh him and michael finfara from from uh, you know the stories that have been told at this moment in time and he was about to really kind of clean it up and and get where he needed to go but this <laughs> this picture i think is a a perfect illustration of where he was at at this moment in time and why he needed to make such fundamental changes to his life uh, in order to allow himself a longer and healthier career of yeah, art it's making. Like dark, uh, sort of dark photo where he's just wearing a I can't frumpy, get over that sweater, man. What is going on with sweater? sweater? Nothing under the big frumpy it looks dirty somehow just is like it a vol- big- is it what I, what I can't tell what the fact I think is it, it might velour? be velour it looks yeah. velour and it's you just can just got imagine that I know it smells crazy in there <laughs> yeah that shit doesn't breathe <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah his hair just looks like complete. you can't tell what's going on with where it starts or it ends because it's like so dark 
Uh, it just he's looks swagless. Kind of shapeless. is one of the most swagged out characters in the history of rock music. And this picture, zero swag. All the yeah. swag has been drained from this image. That's yeah. not what you want from Lou Reed. No. Uh, if I would direct your attention to the way that Lou Reed's name is up here in that pale yellow or bright yellow, whatever, uh, that typeface will reappear. Yes, we covered that on a previous episode, but we'll, we'll make sure to stress that point again today. I would also just like to state, for the record, a couple of things that we haven't, uh, you know, other ground rules that we didn't establish up front. Uh, these lists do not include live records. So no. Rock and Roll Animal, Lou Reed Live, Live in Italy, uh, none of that's going to appear here. Although, you know, if it were, I'm sure the Rock and Roll Animal cover would be way up there because that's high, an iconic yeah. image. Um, also doesn't include back covers, not because we're going to do a back cover ranking episode like we did with Bob, because we don't need to desperately mine for content as much as we did in the past. We'll just move on to our next series. Um, but the growing up in public back cover, as much swag is missing on the front of this record, all that swag is there on the back of that record. It's Lou yeah, and the band at the bottom line. They just, I mean, Lou himself still looks kind of shitty here, but like this, this looks like a tight, badass rock. Yeah, yeah it looks like a country album or something. Yeah, um, they kind of look like uh, the fucking um, uh, like Allman Brothers band or something. I don't know. It, it'll, it looks a little bit like like a community theater production of uh, like a Sondheim musical or something. Uh, or, Most or, of my appreciation is honestly just for the, the the fella in the all denim with the wide leg trousers and the hat and the the big yeah. wide lapel. I I don't don't know who that is, but he he's king shit swag in that image. It, that's undeniable. Um, yeah. n- next, next, uh, sixteen new yeah. sensation, new sensation, eighty four. I kind of going into this. I don't know about you. I thought I was gonna have new sensations like pretty high and then i realized you know actually i don't want to see no. lou reed playing video games <laughs> keep that sh- like that that's something that maybe yeah he was he was into um but i don't want to know about it <laughs> i don't like when i see video games represented in films i don't like seeing them i just don't want to see them like i i don't need to know about that that doesn't need to affect a story. Like sometimes you'll see video games pop up in a movie or a TV show and and it's always like the thing where they're holding the controller in some way that doesn't even make sense and just mashing the buttons. Yes. It there's takes that, you out of it. There, there's Sopranos, that episode, Sopranos, exactly. He's Tony playing Mario Kart with, with controller. AJ. <laughs> he's holding he's like the upside controller. down. I think it's not upside down, but he's holding the middle part, you know, like... The, I think he's got it, the whole N64 thing in one hand and he's like, like the, the center part of the N64 thing is in between yes. his fingers or something like that. <laughs> yeah, that's... Um, I mean, I... I, I wouldn't say I think Lou Reed would know how to operate the N64 controller. It looks like he he knows what he's doing with his red joystick on the cover. Yeah, here. this is a red joystick, as you know, just like the song. Um, I it I does think that, suit the record. Sure, I it's it looks clean, and um, I like the font choice and the even the picture of him on the TV, even Lou on the TV. But I don't need little Lou with his joystick playing. Big the Lou. TV. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. It's just a little gimmicky. It's very I, gimmicky. It's very gimmicky. Yeah. I mean, of course, this is as gimmicky as it gets, but very evocative of 1984. 
I I I like to imagine sometimes that like because the the concept here is that little Lou with his red joystick is controlling Big Lou on the TV here, right? But like it's just a picture of Lou Reed on the front on on the TV. So like, what is that video game? Like, what does that video game actually consist of, right? So you're sometimes <laughs> you're just like making him talk or something. I I don't know, but making uh, him a uh, uh, yeah, like adjust his. It looks like an interaction that you would get with like an NPC on a Fallout game when you like, you know, drill down into a conversation and you are like trying to get a quest to kill 15 gophers for them or something like Lou Reed is the NPC who's going to like very awkwardly answer your questions. Um, But I do like to think of the idea of like a a side scroller Lou Reed, like a a Mario game. Well, we do get that uh, in the... the the Penn and Teller. In Penn and uh, Teller, exactly. But I honestly think that if it's not if even a playable sequence, though. something like that, uh, you know, the the like 16-bit digitized Lou that looks like a real video game, I might like it a little bit more. But not what we got. New sensations. It's Fifteen. Sally can't dance. Nineteen seventy-four. We're kind of crawling out of anything that I really don't like. Yeah, we're moving into to pretty good stuff at this point. Sally Can't Dance is is absolutely a memorable record cover. It's it's a very strong image. I just I really don't like the font. I you don't Lou like Reed. the font. I don't like the Lou Reed. I the don't Lou like Reed it. part. Yeah, the little the E with those little like extended little middle lines. Middle e. It's just yeah. it's just fucking ugly. <laughs> it's very odd. <laughs> it's just ugly. Uh. So I don't like that. I do like the bleach blonde that they give to his hair, which isn't really even bleach blonde on the, on the image. It's like kind of more of a sickly like screen print yellow. Exactly. Um, and the color scheme, not very Lou Reed-ish, right? But I, I kind of appreciate that about that. I think, it, I think this one is another one that definitely suits, suits the record, right? Like this... Because it doesn't feel that Lou Reedy, right? Exactly, uh, and you know, <laughs> if if fucking animal language has to appear on a record, this is the it, it should look like this on the front. Um, at the same time, you do end up getting like Billy and Kill Your Sons and Ennui, these songs that don't necessarily uh, match what you get on the front, but you know, it is what it is. The the, the, the like kind of shape of his body also like the way his face is like kind of his neck is like tucked into himself and his his head's kind of co- like i've never figured out what exactly that is supposed to be it, it it looks weird and unnatural to me although i'm sure it was actually taken from a photograph it's just it's odd yeah sally 14 hudson river wind meditations 2007 Slash 2024, the first of just a few entries that don't have a picture of Mr. Lou Reed on the front. This one has a picture taken by Lou Reed. Yeah, it's nice. it's, I like it. I mean, I, I, I actually, I like it. So it's just that it, it does feel, you know, um, I think it just came a little bit lower in the rankings for the reason of like, we're talking about Lou Reed album covers and it's not, it's not going to be one of the ones that, is batting uh, the highest uh, of those. Exactly. There's, there's very little to take issue with here. There's also not a ton to like be amazed at, uh, at the same time. I I mean, the packaging looks, I like the way that it looks, but it, yeah, it's, it's very much its own thing. Yeah. And I think this is totally makes sense for what it is. I did realize 
doing this uh, that the original Hudson River Wind Meditations had a slightly different look and a different font to it. Have you have you seen that before? Uh, I don't. I guess I must have, but I can't picture it. It's like the the current version. You know, the the light in the attic uh, reissue is a very clean, sans serif, very modern looking. You know, uh, uh, font choice, and the original is this kind of weird. Do you see this? It's oh, like, like what? up and down, like kind <laughs> it's of like post grunge. Yeah, like it yeah. looks like Spiderland or something. Um, yeah, it's got yeah, a very like um, very n- kind of late nineties. Yeah, post grunge aesthetic where it's yeah, like different matched like, in different fonts and some are capitalized and some letter. not exactly hostage letter kind of shit. As was the style of the day. I don't think that was the style of the day. This is 2007. As was um, the style at some point. At earlier. some point, yeah. Lou is just 10 years behind the curve, but actually it looks kind of cool to me now, in, you know, in 15 years after the fact. Uh, I think it makes sense to, you know, represent this with the very clean, classy, glassy sans serif that they've chosen uh, at this point. But I, I, I kind of like this weird funk that the font had from the initial issue. 13. This is one that I had pretty low on my list initially. And then I thought about the packaging. And I had to take that into consideration. And that, again, is something that we don't get when we're looking at it on the old iPhone screen. But you got to consider, set the Twilight Reeling 1996, which has got that badass, super cool, like, holographic hologram kind of look to it but it's not it's it's it had a film over it like it came with it's it's a yellow bright yellow sun yellow cover but when you purchased the cd in the store it was dark blue and then you would take that off this plastic covering and then it would reveal the sun uh colored interior exactly kind of like the banana peel uh in yeah a way. yeah it's it's a very inventive uh all, yes gimmicky but uh, effective. putting a sticker on the cover very inventive <laughs> groundbreaking it's, it's a it's like a book jacket mm, i say which which puts a it's like an optical effect i do think however the like what you get just looking at the image on its own, you know, like what you see on a screen in standard day without the kind of fun three-dimensional physical object is like, it's fine. You know, it's like a picture of Lou from this moment in time and like his eyes kind of... The corona around the eye. There's yeah. Like, yeah, there's like radiating lines that uh, cover the rest of the image. The, have you seen like the poster, the advertisement? I don't know that or I have set the Twilight reeling. It looks like like poster. the number twenty three. Oh wow! Yeah, poster. he's got all this shit all over his face. That's cool. It's it's kind of cool. It's hard, kind of, but it's also like, sex. <laughs> it's very uh, uh, yeah. P- again, very po- post grunge. This this is cool. This is very nineteen ninety six. I I I love this. I I gotta be honest. Uh, yeah, he's got it, like kind of a like four or five days beard growth here. It looks like it, you can't really tell too much because it's black and white. But like he's definitely got some stubble got on the chin. Stubble, yeah. yeah, and everything's handwritten, hand hands. <laughs> yeah, hand drawn. I love it. it. Says the new album featuring Hooky Wookie. 
That's right. It does. Uh, the featuring, you know, that, that like featuring line, or like when they used to put a sticker on the front of a record. The songs that you know. The songs that you know and the songs that you might love. I, that, that's so great. I got for, my, for Christmas, I got my sister's boyfriend a copy of Street Legal, you know, used copy. And it had it had a sticker up there in the top right cover or, or top right corner of the cover that said "Street Legal" featuring New Pony. Baby, stop crying. Oh, which is <laughs> like, sure, <laughs> why fucking why not? It baby, sure, stop it crying. Does. It does. Fe- it it sure does feature "Baby, Stop Crying." But I like the idea of the guy who's in the in the record store, you know, picking through all of the the stuff in 1978 you know when you're making your decision and this record is, is brand new and it's out and he comes across it and he's like oh street legal bob dylan maybe i would oh get this, this is the one oh but the, has... yeah it's got baby stop crying all right i'm taking so, this to the fucking register uh, um let's see well the raven is next that's right number 12 we're into the top uh no this is the last one of the bottom half but we're here in the middle you had this high, I had this not so high. What do you like about the Raven cover? I just like that it's um it, it it's a memorable image without trying too hard. Uh I really like the way that the the text looks, which I, I think it was Julian Schnabel who p- painted it. Yeah. Uh just painted that text that says the Raven Lou Reed. It's just got a really cool look to it. I like how the letters are spaced out. I like that the the is kind of Cursive. Cursive up there. It, it's just a very charming presentation. And then the actual picture is um, the stark black and white close-up uh, of Lou kind of in shadow. But he's wearing uh, sunglasses and some kind of like technical fabric fashion garment uh, jacket like with a zipper and a hood, it looks like. Um, I, I just really Very. like the combination of this being uh, what it is, you know, the the Edgar Allan Poe musical, basically. But the cover looks very uh, austere and, and kind of badass and um, unconcerned with being theatrical, per I think se. It, I think it suits the record pretty well. It, Honestly, yeah. the picture is it's too dark. Picture too dark. I can't see him. Make it. I, is, I like it. Bring, bring, bring the bring the shadows up in the uh, in the sliders. Come on. And um, we should talk about how the back cover has. I was going to say, read. if the back cover was the front cover, this would be like top three all time for me. Come on, he's fucking driving a convertible and he's wearing his Lose Views customized glasses and he's holding a what sword. appears to be like King Arthur's like broadsword. I think it's like a sword from. I remember hearing some. I guess it's probably a Tai Chi weapon. Yeah, of some sort, right? it, it is. It's it's. A Chinese blade, I believe. Well, it looks like he could take your fucking head off with that thing with one one nicely placed swoop uh, or swing of uh, swing of the blade, Probably. and looks very swag. I, I love the idea of driving a car and just with the steering wheel in one hand and then <laughs> sword a raised sword raised above his head. Other. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's a great image. Very um, swag. Um, okay, eleven. Here we go. Top top half. We're one of the good shit now. Number eleven. I was confused about what to do with this one. To be honest, I I wasn't for one good reason, which we've already touched upon. Because it suits the what what's going on on the inside. Well, Lulu is the record. Sure is. I just think on the level of memorable image, like 
yeah, it's it's complete. It's a totally novel, unique, indelible, memorable image. Whether you like it or not, it's um, it presents itself very forcefully, and it has a kind of interesting, uh, delicate quality while also being really uh, vulgar and abject. Uh, so I think it does suit the record, and it's also pretty unique. It's like the the armless, legless mannequin, and then the face uh, of the, I guess, Lulu character is weirdly kind of made up human like weird has like a a very sort of unsettling human look like like it has like it's looking at you it doesn't look like a mannequin it looks like a person and then lulu just in written in blood in blood yeah which you know i'm presumably is not actual blood but it fucking it, it sure as hell looks like it and you want to believe that it is that's a very I mean, effective it, choice it is in terms of the it's supposed to be it's supposed I mean, to be it, yeah exactly you want to believe you know if, if you're buying into it it is indeed blood yeah it, it you you definitely when you think of lulu you think of this image it's, <laughs> there's no two ways about it uh, I think for a lot of people that was a turnoff uh, and part of the reason that uh, they hated this record so much because the imagery that was associated was uh, just as abject as a lot of the music contained therein. But uh, I think the two go hand in hand together. I had a hard time with this because it was just not, it didn't feel like a Lou album cover to me. You know, it just like doesn't really fit in as much to that that story you know the overall kind of arc of what a lou reed album looks like uh and maybe that was part of it right uh because there are some great pictures of him with metallica at this time there's one on the back cover and a couple other ones that we've seen somewhere in the the book that came out last year um but uh it it just it it seemed like someone else was kind of handling the graphic design on this as opposed to lou and his team but it's so specific that it makes it me is. think that yeah. it was something that he felt strongly had to be the he way. He obviously it is. would have, you know, signed off on it. Um, you know, there's no question. This mannequin, yeah, is a very distinct, <laughs> distinct. Yeah, I and mean, the the sort of element. soulful look in its eyes, and it's kind of like the the nose has like the paint rubbed off of it, like it's been battered around, and uh, there's some like rouge on her cheeks, and you know, kind of uh, ruby red lips as well. And then you got the turf bangs going up top. It's a very striking. They weren't called turf bangs at the at, at the time in Weimar Germany. That was just called bangs. <laughs> uh, top ten, number ten. I had this one really high. You had this one not at the bottom, but definitely lower down on your list. Legendary Hearts. Yeah. I love Legendary Hearts. For me, this could have been 11 and Lulu could have been 10. But, um, you know, it's like, I like it, but it has a, f- a flaw to, to me. It has a flaw? Okay, what's the flaw? I don't know. I don't really like the thing of like his ref- like you see him in the reflection. I love the much. reflection. It's so fun because I, I love the reflection because it's like, it's like he decided, okay, the cover of this record is going to be my cool, like, Cybertronic-looking motorcycle helmet. But wait, every Lou Reed album has to have a picture of me on the cover. But 
at the same time, I still want it to be my cool motorcycle helmet. So how do I square, how do I put those two pieces together? I know, I'll, I'll just take a picture of me in my motorcycle jacket and put this very faint reflection just in the visor of the motorcycle helmet and then have it say Lou and Reed in the little like black, like whatever those are, sections of the the visor. It's uh, it's very silly. It's a ridiculous concept in general, but I think it all comes together very nicely. I also love this stylized title down there in the bottom left. Yeah, just that, that nice cool. cursive red legendary hearts. And then the the gloves, the you know, kind yeah. of the the black leather gloves that is this seem it? to be yeah, kind of is the city exactly. Seem to belong to a woman, uh, you know, uh, all over the helmet. I think it's just it's a very effective, striking kind of cover. Well, I mean, it's I have to, we have to respect it because it's a very cool helmet, and he was uh, right rightfully proud to and to show it, and it would be a shame to have such a cool helmet and never prominently display it. That's true, absolutely. At this moment in time, you know, this is the the it's legendary hearts, and then it's new sensations. So it's like Lou just wants to show you his cool shit on the cover of his records. Here's my cool motorcycle helmet. Here's my cool. TV gaming setup on the next record. This blows new sensations out of the water. Yeah. Uh, number nine. This is a pretty low one. I feel like this is going to be kind of controversial to people um, out there. So apologies in advance. Transformer, 1972. I think neither one of us had this particularly high on our list. I mean, it's pretty high up there. Number nine. It's nothing to shake a stick at, but it's not. It's not top three. Like I feel like a lot of people would have i mean it's iconic there's no question about it right transformer is like if you ask 100 people on the street you know think of a lou reed image most of them probably don't know who lou reed is in the first place but those that do would think of transformer the mick rock photo uh, that ghostly pale uh very stark black and white serious uh look of him at this moment in time with the eyeshadow. And then obviously the, the, you know, fantastic kind of stylized, uh, like out of focus text uh, that that they wrote the title on up top where it's like kind of, I don't know, like intercut with itself. I'm doing a bad job of describing it, but you know what it looks like. At the same time, it's like, it's almost like, you know, it, it belongs to something outside of Lou Reed at this point. It's like, it's, it's the same way that Blonde on Blonde are bringing it all back home, like, don't feel as essentially Bob Dylan as Love and Theft, for instance. Transformers, like, it, it's it's kind of taken on a life of its own. It's beyond well, Lou Reed. It's like me. the Aladdin Sane cover, which I've uh, grown yeah. to hate. Oh, well. Well, hmm. I don't like it because it's like everybody who only knows one song by David Bowie there's like David Bowie space oddity. And it seems like the David Bowie estate is happy to like double down on this where they like slap that or some motif of like the lightning bolt thing on every fucking thing. Right. And it's kind of like it's synonymous with to me at, at this point with like low level interest and this kind of a surface dilettantism just a surface um relationship with lou reed uh as an artist it's like yeah it's this it's this iconic thing that maybe it's it's best to not like why must we dredge it up and put it uh 
on everything forever. Like there's there's a lot of other things that we we can just, can we just not do that? Yeah, I mean these are iconic images for a reason, right? Like it 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 is it's just on its face one of the great rock and roll photos, rock photos uh, ever ever taken for good reason. Uh, and yeah, I think the the way that Transformer looks played a large part in like just defining the Lou Reed image and persona at this moment in time. Uh, and that that definition went on to kind of stick with him for better or for worse throughout the rest of his fucking life. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it, 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 at the same time, it's like it's it, there's so much more to the man. Right. And and I feel like we're probably downgrading this a little bit because of how normy uh, it, it is and how well known it kind of is. But it 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 is right. And and for uh, <laughs> for uh, idiots like us who have spent every waking hour of our last however long uh thinking about this man and the way that he looks and the music that he makes like it's just not gonna it's not gonna scratch that scratch that itch for us i mean it's still like what number eight number nine yeah nine i i will also just say though that like the other thing i feel about it is i like the image way more than i like the text and that yellow shit I like that. I like the text and the yellow shit. I think it's that's okay, fun. but I think it's such a strong image that it it actually it could have stood to have a more uh, low key uh, text. Well, just you wait, brother, because there may there may well yeah, be it, a representation of that image could, with more low key text. Could we get that somehow? Uh, we'll have to wait and see. Number eight. I think I had this one a little bit lower than you did, but it's got to be up here. Street hassle. Yeah, this is this to me is this is almost like paint by numbers, Lou Reed. Like, and and it's so cool, and the glint in the sunglass uh, reflection, right, and that kind of like his the way his mouth is open, you can see his teeth. Like that is it's it it is swag. There's no question, but it it is almost like. If there's a nut, if if there's a second place in the Transformer sweepstakes, right? Like, just like, oh, what does Lou Reed look like? Uh, uh, you know, the, this this cool rock and roll New York uh, dirt bag. It's like it's the street hassle image. Well, it's the rock and roll uh, animal image, probably. But then it's uh, yeah, street hassle. So. Sure. I, I yeah. I mean, it's a great uh, album cover. But it's, yeah, it's it's it rocks hassle. and the, the big shiny uh, shine on the on the aviators on the and then aviators. like what like a stoplight behind him just that or it kind of looks like the sun just the red smudge yeah, of light. some sort of yeah light you know like a bokeh um which is a nice just accent color basically i do love also the stylized text and street hassle the way that it's kind of like fractured yeah um and proto grunge uh looking thing. yeah it's kind of an ugly image now that I'm looking back at it. It's you know? it's sort of yeah, but it's a kind of an ugly record. But like so. effectively, yeah, effectively ugly. Like this, it makes sense. Like this is this is the record with fucking dirt on it. Uh, number seven. Uh, where do we? <laughs> what were we saying about uh, Mick Rock's photo of Lou Reed uh, just a moment ago? The Blue Mask, 1982. Yeah, uh, this is you know to bring up Bowie again. Like the the thing with the uh, the next day the next where day. he takes the cover of heroes and uh just augments it in that case like censors it but um i i think that the blue mask by presenting the the image from transformer again uh 
it, it's one of the most interesting covers for that reason. I mean, he did this well before Bowie did that. I don't know that there's another example of someone doing that when it comes to like making an entire original album that utilizes the imagery from a previous one. Because, I mean, there's plenty of examples that I'm sure exist of just records churned out by country artists or whatever blues guys who are just like they have their author photo type image where they just like use it on record after record compilation after compilation um but this is a much more considered example of that and it actually makes a statement that i think is really uh an interesting and deep one on its own yeah, I think that this this image and the cover in general is thematically resonant on this record, right? Because this is the this is the Lou Reed grows up album, right? The the Lou Reed turns his life around. Lou Reed moves away from the Lou Reed persona that had dogged him for so many years at this moment in time, and yet at the same time, it's him taking the most iconic image of himself, you know, the image that people associate with the rock and roll animal, I guess besides rock and roll animal, but whatever, you know what I mean, and plastering it even bigger, blown up. It's just his fucking head here, right? Like, we don't even have the rest of his torso like you do on Transformer. Um, I think it's just such a brilliant way to comment on where he was at in his life and what this record signified and where he was going to go from here, you know, both kind of engaging with and acknowledging his past and at the same time transcending it and moving far beyond it. Uh, And it doesn't hurt, right, that the image that they've chosen, like we have already talked about, is one of the most iconic images of any rock star ever. Uh, I also just love the, uh, the stylized text above him, right? The kind of like Art Deco-y Lou Reed, right? And then that that beautiful uh, stylized, like kind of neon sign jukebox of yeah. 1950s American graffiti kind of thing, the blue mask, uh, and the way that that's, uh, you know, just barely there, but so uh, iconic. It's this is masterpiece of of art design, as far as I'm concerned. The Lou Reed uh, typeface is the same one from Growing Up in Public. Yes, this is where that repeats yes um, <laughs> i guess he decided for two years there there's going to be a lou reed branded font on all my records and then uh, uh then we go to legendary arts and it's completely dropped but uh doesn't that happen again in a Does sense it? doesn't mm-hmm. it like sort of isn't the isn't coney island baby and rock and roll heart kind of uh sort of uh let me see it's kind of the reverse, actually, because the, the yeah, I know what you mean, because the, the, the Coney Island Baby cover has got Coney Island Baby in kind of a stylized, you know, basic, that spiky, you know, or spi- yeah, but well, Lou Reed is kind of that spiky. No, that's the spiky thing, yeah. Right, and, rock, and it's the reverse on Rock and Roll uh, Heart, where Rock and Roll Heart is the spiky, stylized, you know, cursive type thing, and then Lou Reed is just in the blocky. Yeah, but that, those, that's the other time when it looked like there was kind of a, a real consistency. The, those two records, and then uh, Growing Up in Public and Blue Mask. Yeah. Um, Anyway, yeah. Coming on maybe in a moment, but before we do number six, Metal Machine Music, which you had had low on your, surprisingly low on your list, I think. 
Yeah, but not that low. I forget where it was, but I, I mean, this is one of those times where it's like, what do you, what can you say? It's a, uh, it, it, it is what it is. It's, it's fucking perfect. It's great. I mean, it's just, yeah, it looks like, like a VHS, like a dusty VHS tape that you'd find, uh, in, in the back of a, a fucking porn store <laughs> like, <laughs> it it looks like uh if the the pictures on the back cover would be obscene and gay yes absolutely. and it's is, and it's great this is uh this is lou reed in anvil mode right here that cursive you know lou reed uh, uh you know title above his head the metal machine music like like fucking made of metal looking text. Yeah, thing, you right? can hear that. You can hear the like the two 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 exactly the, 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 the rivets being drilled into the into the 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 metal surface of this album. Ass. Uh, yeah, uh, and then the little like kind of typewritery font in the bottom right that that extends on into the inside of the jacket where it's got like the chemical formula for meth at this moment. It's like man, this guy's <laughs> he's 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 firing on all cylinders with this. Yeah, it it's great. It's cool. It's it's good. Iconic. Um, we love it. And then number five is Coney Island Baby, which uh, is I think as far as Lou Reed album covers go, this is one of the, you know it's not quite Transformer level. You know nothing else is, but maybe the second most kind of iconic Lou Reed looks, art presentations, designs, yeah. whatever. It's it's great. I mean, the like spray it on looking tuxedo. He's in his uh, Charlie Chaplin mode. Uh, yeah, just the black and white and the blue of the spiky Lou Reed over the Coney Island Bay. It just it's just very aesthetically sharp, and uh, it really dignifies and uh, elevates the music. It's it's a really it's a really elegant record cover. Absolutely. And so distinctive for Coney Island Baby, and this was at the moment in time, right, where the man was cranking out two records a year. You had, you had Sally in 74. You have this and Metal Machine in 75. You have Rock and Roll Heart in 76. And Coney Island Baby is, like, so different than all of them. And the yeah. record is so different than all the records that surround it. It's, um, it's, it's very true to itself I yeah it's say. a it looks like the record cover of somebody who knows exactly who he is in that uh moment exactly yeah the same way that rock and roll heart is just kind of forgotten and tossed off and doesn't really no one really cares about the same way that sally can't dance is kind of gross and like semi-representative of what is going on on the inside there this is like this it, it's all aligned everything is all perfect here it's funny but i feel like this would be would have been a more uh apt cover for transformer, transformer. frankly because it's like kind of flamboyant like he's wearing that all those photos are from that shoot but you know he's wearing this basically like a skin tight unitard unitard painted to look like a tuxedo and he has this little bowler cap little bowler cap <laughs> it's very uh, it is a little fey isn't it queer i mean yeah. just it's straight up a queer looking image and uh Transformer doesn't have that, but it sure does on the inside of that record. Have yeah. That. Um, anyway, it's a great. Um, great. Well, number four, four. Yeah, top four, big ones, heavy hitters. Got to be 
New York. There's look, it's a great value. You, you get, get <laughs> one, two, three, count them, four, five Lou Reeds. Five Lou Reeds for the price of one. Where are you going to get that, folks? You get to see five different Lou Reed outfits. I love all of that. Yes. I love the fact that he's like in all of these different outfits. What, which one is your favorite Lou Reed? Well, he's on the he's got a York? mullet in all of them. It sure like does. Like the Jerry Curl looking thing. I think my favorite has, it's, I guess it's got to be the one in the, in the back. Are two of them the same? Two of the, 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 the like second from the left and second from the right seem almost the same, but I think the second from the left is in like a newsboy cap versus the second from the right is in sort of like a Marlon Brando, uh, um, uh, uh, like motorcycle hat. Yeah. It's, diffi- it's like difficult a leather to tell. daddy type thing. Exactly. You can't really tell cause they're both facing away from you, but that's, that's, that has always been my interpretation of it at least. R- a real survey and slightly tapered jeans. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, and I, uh, leather articles in general, whether it's the leather uh, trousers of the leftmost Lou Reed or the leather jackets that the middle three are wearing or the leather duster. Yeah, leather that duster. The one, on, the one on the right is wearing kind of evocative, predicts Bob's leather duster moment <laughs> six or seven years later. It really looks uh, like uh, it's funny because King of New York came out the year after this. The Abel Ferrara movie, the the masterpiece by Abel Ferrara, in which a lot of the characters dress like the guys in the back, the Lou's in the back, like with funny little hats and they kind of remind big me of leather. Those Lou's remind me of the Village People. To be like, I always well, kind of think of the Village yes. People when I look at the cover of New York. We got These Sailor Lou are... Reed, we got Motorcycle Lou Reed, we can, we got uh, Newspaper Boy Lou Reed, we got yeah, Pulled by Hat Lou Reed. Very adjacent to the. I mean, the the Village People. What we're talking about is gay guys in in big cities. Yeah, no, exactly. That's the thing. In the in the clubs, um, Lou Reed was straight by this time, though. He, he this is this is straight Lou Reed. He's not gay anymore. Remember? Well, who knows who those Lou Reeds are? Those, those other are different. Fel- those, those other chaps. Those fellas. Yeah, those <laughs> those guys. Um, but uh, all of them look great, and you just get such a big dose of Lou Reed on this very nice black and white with a really cool typeface up top i love white the lou reed like outlined serif font i don't know what font that is in particular that is so it's very cool perfect i've always been a little kind of on the edge about the new york the the new york on the side exactly yeah it's It's sort of like it's a weird choice there yeah but i i forgive it i just do it works yeah in the context of things it's just like I've had the as same thought many times. Iconic as the top looks and the and the lose read in the middle of it that that, that New York just jammed <laughs> the in on the side. <laughs> the, br- the brothers read. <laughs> That's right. Um, but you know, I mean, it's it's New York. It rocks. Yeah, great. I wonder if the 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 text on top is kind of you know supposed to be reminiscent of like the the engravings on the Statue of Liberty or the Liberty Bell or you know like these sort of it it has some of that like. Old, famous famous New York City landmark, the Liberty Bell. Not, well, I mean, just the, the <laughs> I know statue what you mean. I know what you mean. Yeah, that that whatever something uh, that's like carved into a fucking bronze into granite, plaque or yeah, something. Yeah, or, yeah, or bronze. Yeah, stone. Yeah. Um, what's three iconic? Uh, number three, they call it ecstasy. 
2000. Yeah. Come on, uh, is Lou Reed it, coming? It's, it's great. It, it's it's like growing up in public, but it it corrects all the issues that that one has. It, exactly, it's very exactly. similar. It honestly looks like it could. He doesn't look like any older here than he that really one. doesn't. That's true. But uh, it well, that's what that's what beaten off will do for a fella. This well, okay. Uh, <laughs> this is a very bold choice to have it be like black on black, um, and it's so shadowy and dramatic. And then just that really weird but re- very effective touch of that sort the of red, red horizon. Yep, behind him of yeah. light. Uh, and I mean, you know, his face—it's it is like ecstasy, as in like when you think of like the re- like religious ecstasy, like like a like a marble statue of a God falling from grace or whatever, but it's also just him coming. Yeah. When do you think of the ecstasy of just shooting ropes? And, uh, the, the font choices, the typefaces are cool too. I mean, you I love this. Like, I love ecstasy, the, the stylized, you know, kind of like cursive kind of like a frilly tattoo. Kind of yeah. Yeah. Um, and then Lou Reed, which is, it might be unique in it not being all capitalized. Uh, you just got, you know, proper noun, capital L, capital R, the rest in lowercase, uh, in red. I don't know. It just, it's just a really cohesive design. Very strong design. Very strong concept in general. And the story behind the, the album cover, of course. I forget who the photographer was. You probably can fill that in for me. But Lou, kind of being behind a a curtain basically with the camera rigged to capture him literally as he was Is that <laughs> so? beating himself off. Um, and uh, you know, wouldn't, wouldn't you know, he got some great art made out of that. I'm looking now also just cause I'm Googling this shit. There's a Lou Reed ecstasy t-shirt from the ecstasy 2000 tour that looks very, very cool. Man, I would love to get this sold for a hundred and, Forty dollars on thread. That's dot com. But uh, here, I'll, I'll show it to you right now. It's that's not very much money for. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's it's that's a, great. Ostensibly, the other shots. <laughs> yes, ostensibly. Yeah, it definitely and, is. And, and one, and, and the one him. that's in focus of him in the middle is him just totally at peace. You know, is not in the midst of the, uh, the, the moment of ecstasy. Not clarity. That's right, exactly. He's he's chilling, he's vibing. Um, Beautiful. Great cover, Ecstasy. Number two, this was my number one, actually, but I'm, I, I will settle for it, collectively being ranked number two, The Bells. Yeah. The uh, Bells, it's, it's the, the Bells. bells. I mean, it's you, you want to talk about like what we've been kind of getting at as like, what's, what do all the ones we like have in common? This one has all of those things. It's got it all. It's he looks so um, composed, but it has attitude, and there's a lot of atmosphere, and it's it's engaging with some of the ideas without making too much of a fuss about it. Like he's holding a mirror, but he's looking at you. It's uh, nuanced without trying too hard. It's it's just a, a very strong cover. It's the bells. I, I think it just, it, it, it really captures 
who this guy is at this moment in time, and it really captures what's going on on this record. The stark black and white, right? It looks like a Ouija photo in that way. He's got this Mona Lisa smile to him where he's- Yeah, very he's, much. He's like, you know, you can read a thousand different fucking things into the expression of this man on the on the cover. And yeah, holding that kind of makeup mirror in his right right hand, but then staring away from it, even as it's pointed towards his face. And then- the background that, that you've got him on, it's got like kind of a texture to it. I can't really tell what's going it on there. It looks like but stucco and it just kind of looks a little bit, uh, yeah, degrade, like rotting. Yeah, it's like plaster, you know, like 50 year old plaster or something. And then up in top left, italicized, all caps, black against white, Lou Reed, the bells. You got a little bit of a red outline on the title of the bells. It's like. Yeah, I got like infidels. Yeah, like infidels, exactly. And he's got a little cigarette. Is that what that is? Is that a SIG? I think so. Yeah, it, it looks like it, like in, in between his index and middle fingers behind the mirror. I, yeah, I think it is a, a little cigarette. A little dart. Uh, and he's just wearing a nice uh, little black uh, shirt of some sort. Also appears to dip into the chest region, kind of like growing up in public, but at least we got a collar. Well, it's here. just a collar. It's a collar shirt. <laughs> it's a collar yeah. shirt that's unbuttoned. But yeah, it's, it, it looks really timeless. And... Uh, it kind of has no right to compare it. none of none of his records tend to look few of them look timeless i would say yeah um a lot Which of them a, look of the time but this one actually it, it looks of the time if you think about 1979 where every cover was you know fear came out like the, every cover is black and white and stark but this one or brown and brown like slow train coming it's got a lot. Uh, it, it's got, I mean, it's just, yeah, it's a, come on, look at it. Perfect. It's cool. Lou Reed, the bells. Number one, Drella. It's songs for Drella. Cause it's Drella. I don't know, for some reason, this one, I'll just, I'll spoil it. It's not number one of the John Cale covers. It is not. Yeah, interesting. I, I'm glad, actually, I, I realized uh, as we were going through this list, I'm glad we did it this way, Lou first and John second, because Drella is not number one for John. There's actually several, at least, that are above it for him, which is interesting, because I guess that means that we think that there are multiple John covers that are better than the best Lou cover. Well, um, I, I don't know about that. I, I think that as a Lou, it's interesting to mention that or to even think think about that because it kind of puts into focus maybe that on some level this is a little bit more of a Lou album uh, in a way like Hmm. when at least when you look at his covers anyway it like Uh. I I I I rescind that but I will (laughs) I I do think that it uh it feels unique amongst Lou Reed's album covers whereas John Cale's covers are a bit more varied, so there there's a lot more competition from every angle. But amongst Lou Reed's covers, it's one of the most noticeably poignant uh, and composed. So it does stand out as part of his, uh, as far as his covers go, as far as his visuals. Yeah, absolutely. Thematically, just extraordinarily loaded with years, decades of of love and hate and and experience and everything, you know, in this image of the two of them together. And then the the way that you have that ghostly visage 
of Warhol himself, you know, just barely visible on the front, which obviously calls directly back to the Billy Name tattoo on White Light, White Heat. White Heat. And then, you know, the, the songs for Drella title itself, which is kind of camouflaged down below. It's, um, it, this is perfectly, we, you know, we, we talk about perfectly suiting the music contained therein. This is 100% the music of songs for Drella just like melted down, liquefied yeah. and represented as an image. Yeah, it's, it's as restrained and dignified as that whole piece of music is. And it knows to focus on the on the faces of the people most closely essential to the story of the record, and it's a, I mean it's, in every way it's just a a perfect complement to the to the record itself. And Warhol's face, Andy's face being bigger than both of them, but fading into the background is the kind of, you know, it's just a master stroke of... It's poetry. Yeah. Come on. It's perfect. I also love how they, like, to me, neither one of them, like, Lou and John both kind of don't look like themselves in this little, image. John looks weirdly John not looks like, like, like himself. vaguely Chinese. Yeah, he does. <laughs> this is and what Lou's... Lou Reed would look like if he was black or Chinese. Yeah. Uh, black and white and Chinese. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's, it's a ghostly kind of uh, otherworldly uh, a glimpse into the two of them. Um, but very naked, honest, true, and perfect for songs for Jala. A very naked, honest, true, and perfect record. So those are the Lou Reed definitive album art rankings. I think that's a pretty good list. I think Yell so. at us in the comments. You know, tell us what we fucked up. Um, and uh, join us next time for the thrilling conclusion to this series when we do the same thing with Mr. John Cale. Jokerman. I think images are worth repeating. Images repeated from a painting. Images taken from a painting, from a photo worth re-seeing. I love images worth repeating, project them upon the ceiling. Multiply them with sunscreening, see them with a different feeling. Images, those images, images, those images.